This podcast was first broadcast on Mix 92.6. Go to mix926.com to find more Environment Matters podcasts. And if you enjoy what we do, to find out how you can support the station, which is run entirely by volunteers. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around Hertfordshire and from further afield. Now, with the start of October, temperatures have taken a bit of a dip and I, for one, have noticed a bit of a chill around the house. Now, I think I can hold out with woolly jumpers and a warm blanket for a boost of warmth if I'm sat down for a while, but it won't be long before I'll be switching the heating on. And like so many, I'm really not sure how much that is going to cost, but I do know that it's going to be a lot more than last year, even with the government subsidising the cost of fuel. I've got a copy of local author Judith Leary-Joyce's book I told you about last week, A Beginner's Guide to Eco-Renovation. And I've been adding draft proofing to my doors and I've added some insulation to stop the drafts coming down my chimney. And if you missed hearing Judith tell us about her great book last week, head to the podcast page of mix92.6.com where you'll find it so you can listen at your leisure. Well, whilst insulation and draft proofing will definitely help, the heating bill is still going to be huge due to the current high cost of gas and electricity. So it's no surprise that many people have decided that this winter they're going to be heating their homes old styly with a good old log fire. Local log suppliers have seen demand rise to an all-time high and at least one has had to stop accepting new orders such is their struggle to keep up. On the face of it, that looks like a good thing, burning a renewable resource rather than fossil fuels. But is it? I spoke to Dr Brian Mensch, a practising doctor, founder of Utah Physicians for a Healthy Environment and chair of the board of Doctors and Scientists Against Wood Smoke Pollution. That's an international coalition of non-profits, doctors, scientists and other professionals who are dedicated to reducing the harm to human health and our climate by decreasing wood burning. I started by suggesting to Dr Mensch that humans have been burning wood, well, since the dawn of time, and we've been doing okay. So what is wrong with wood burning? Uh, Many people have the misperception that because wood is, quote, natural and burning it is something that man has done for tens of thousands of years, that somehow that's okay. But there are a lot of natural things and a lot of ancient practices that are are huge mistakes in terms of public health. And this is certainly one of them. Uh, Very toxic substances like uranium, mercury and lead, they're all natural, but that doesn't mean that they're safe. Wildfire smoke, for example, is natural, but that doesn't mean by any stretch that it's safe. So the idea that because wood burning has gone on for a long time, therefore it's not damaging to to public health is a serious misconception. Air pollution in general and wood smoke in particular are far more serious health hazards than is appreciated by the public or as being addressed by government, government regulators. The scope of air pollution-related diseases is virtually as broad as that from smoking cigarettes. And by the way, while we're talking about natural things, smoking tobacco is natural. That doesn't mean it's good for your health. Uh, Lung and heart disease are the things most commonly associated with air pollution, but it goes far beyond that. It's a potent cause of cancer, poor pregnancy outcomes, impaired fetal development, 
brain disorders, uh, neurodegenerative disorders, type 2 diabetes, premature death for a number of reasons, genotoxicity. So it is almost impossible to overstate the hazard of air pollution in general. Now, with regard to wood smoke in particular, wood smoke is probably the most toxic type of air pollution that the average person ever is exposed to. And there are a number of reasons for that. The toxicity of air pollution particles is related to several factors, one of which is the size of the particles. The smaller the particles, the more deadly they are for a number of reasons. If you think of the journey from a particle in the atmosphere to inside the human body, at every stage in that journey, the smaller the particle, the more advantage it has to enter the body and then do physiologic damage. Now, that relates to wood smoke because wood smoke particles are, as a group, smaller than just about any other sources of particulate air pollution. So the toxicity of wood smoke is related to size, number one. Number two, there are chemicals attached to these tiny particles that enhance the toxicity. Things like PAHs, which is the acronym for polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons. There are things like dioxins, furans, benzene, heavy metals, acrolein, formaldehyde. So the more of these toxic chemicals that can be attached to the particles, the more toxic the particle is. And wood smoke is extremely concentrated in these chemicals. For example, burning 10 pounds of wood in your fireplace at home is the chemical toxic equivalent of 6,000 to 35,000 packs of cigarettes. Now, if you look at animal research, we also find that wood smoke is far more carcinogenic than secondhand cigarette smoke. For example, free radicals produced from tobacco smoke are generally chemically active for about 30 seconds. But those free radicals in wood smoke are chemically active for 20 minutes, i.e. 40 times longer. So those are just some of the studies that indicate how toxic wood smoke is. And then you add to that that If you're in a a circumstance where, say, a neighbor is burning wood from a fireplace and the smoke goes up their chimney, that's a very short stack. And the dispersion of that smoke is very limited. So that studies, for instance, from the state of California show that if your neighbor's a wood burner, you can be experiencing 100 times more air pollution than the rest of the community Uh, Other studies suggest that the concentration of wood smoke within a a square kilometer can vary as much as 2,500 times. So to be more specific, your entire neighborhood can have a very good clean air day, but if your neighbor's burning wood and you're downwind from them, you can have air pollution comparable to the worst of Beijing, China. Wow. So this sounds like this is something that should be of concern to all of us, not just people who are actually burning the wood themselves. Oh, for sure. But the other part of that message is that the people who are during the burning of the wood themselves are generally exposing themselves to more toxic pollution than just about anybody else. So it's bad for the person burning. It's bad for their neighbor. It's bad for the community at large. Now, that just addresses the health hazard. If you look at it from the standpoint of the climate, it's probably as bad for the climate as it is for your lungs. Uh, Recent studies have found out that because of brown carbon emissions and other factors, 
wood combustion from residential stoves is probably the least climate friendly method of heating a home. Worse even than coal, worse than oil or natural gas. So if your concern is the climate, and everyone should be concerned about the climate crisis, wood smoke doesn't address that at all. In fact, it's, it's the worst thing you can possibly do. And that's not even counting the fact that an awful lot of wood that is burned or manufactured into pellets is from trees that were cut down specifically for that purpose. So the CO2 absorption capability of those trees is all of a sudden lost. And now that CO2 that could have been stored by that tree living for decades on into the future is now lost. And now that carbon is being admitted into the atmosphere. Okay. I, I think a lot of people will be surprised by that, as I, I think many people consider that wood is something natural, that the tree has just grown. And just by releasing the, um, the, the carbon, which has just been fixed by the tree, that actually that would somehow be something that was sort of carbon neutral and therefore better for the planet. But from what you're saying, it seems that that is very much not the case. That misperception is in part because people don't look at the proper time frame. The, the proper time to look at the climate impacts is right now in the next few years. So if you cut down that tree and then burn it, the carbon in that tree is released in over a very short period of time, the worst, most critical time frame for our, our climate mitigation efforts. However, if the tree dies and gradually decays, that takes a couple hundred years. So the carbon dioxide, the carbon emitted into the atmosphere from that natural decaying of the wood happens over a much longer time frame. And that kind of a time frame is almost irrelevant if we're really to stop the worst of the climate crisis. Okay. Yes, that's that's a good point. So just going back to the health effects, um, in, in the UK here, since May last year, there's been a ban on the sale of so-called wet wood. So if you do want to buy wood for your home fire, it now has to be kiln dried. And the environment minister at the time, Rebecca Power, she said that this would help reduce our exposure to incredibly harmful pollutants and benefit the environment. Is she right that actually by just burning kiln dried wood, actually we're avoiding the problems of burning wood? Absolutely not. I liken that kind of argument to arguing about whether or not you should smoke cigarettes that are filtered or unfiltered. They're both very toxic for your health. And we all know that. But this idea that if we burn just kiln-drying wood, that somehow that's okay. No, it isn't okay. Now, there are worse ways to burn wood. Greener wood produces more smoke. But that doesn't mean by any stretch of the imagination that it's safe. There's no safe way to smoke cigarettes there's no safe way to burn wood. Um, and then when you talk about the issue about whether or not an EPA certified wood stove is better than a regular wood stove, that same sort of rationale comes into play. The equivalent would be, I suppose, DEFRA approved. There's no EPA certified way to smoke cigarettes. There's no healthful way to burn wood in an EPA certified wood stove. And in fact, I would make the argument that EPA certification of a wood stove actually does more harm than good, because I would say all of those designs, whatever sort of reduced emissions features there may be when they take those stoves out of a store, those things don't last very long. 
a couple years down the road, those things are emitting as much smoke as any other stove that was, quote, never certified. The other thing that's misleading about certification is those lab tests are done in very controlled circumstances that do not in any way mimic how people burn wood in their homes. The idea that we can solve any problems by burning drier wood or by buying certified wood stoves, that's perhaps a little less awful, but it not by any means solves the problem. Okay. So people in the UK, just because of the price of gas and oil, are turning to burning wood to keep their homes warm. We're hearing that wood sales have risen significantly. Are you seeing this happening in other parts of the world as well? I think that trend has been observed in some parts of the United States. I'm sure that's a trend that's probably common in other places for exactly the same reasons that it's increasing in the UK. And that's a mistake. It's a mistake for the climate. It's a mistake for personal health. It's a mistake for overall community levels of air pollution. Both of the environmental groups that I'm an integral part of are fighting virtually every type of air pollution you can think of. If I were to wave a magic wand and say, if we were to accomplish one thing that would be both beneficial to human health and the climate, what would it be? It would be eliminating wood burning and the smoke that it creates. Fossil fuels, we know what kind of a problem that is. But just about every problem that we have from burning fossil fuels, from the impact on personal health to the impact on the climate, we have exactly those same problems from wood smoke. In fact, it's even worse. That That's really very sobering. The issue is, though, that this is what's happening. People are turning to burning wood. Well, that only makes economic sense if you don't place any economic value on your own personal health. I would say most people would say preservation of my health is the most important thing to me personally. So if that's the case, then the economy of burning wood is a false economy. Indeed, but you can see the temptation Um, rather than being cold. An awful lot of individuals obviously cannot afford things like heat pumps, but governments are spending an awful lot of money on things that are wasteful, that aren't helping the overall community, that certainly aren't helping the international community. So we need to start reprioritizing what is the best for not only my neighborhood, my community, my country, but what's the best for the entire planet? What's the best for the future of mankind? And if people need subsidies to use cleaner forms of heating and cooling their homes, governments, I would say, have as their number one priority protecting the future of mankind. And right now we're doing a very poor job of that. I'm sure many of my listeners would uh, would agree with you there. Brian Mensch, thank you very much indeed for telling us about that. Thanks for having me. My thanks to Dr. Brian Mensch for talking to us all the way from Utah. And it's not just in the US that there's concern about wood burning. UK-based scientists, including Gary Fuller at Imperial College London and Professor Alison Tomlin at the University of Leeds, have also expressed their concern about the harmful effects of wood smoke pollution. 
The British Heart Foundation say that wood smoke is one of the most harmful forms of air pollution and that their research has shown that the tiny particles that Dr Mensch was talking about can enter our bloodstream and increase our risk of heart attack or stroke. Not only that, but they found that those particles can still be present there three months later, still causing damage. Over in the Netherlands, Dr Mensch will be pleased to hear that Utrecht Council announced subsidies of up to €2,000 to encourage people to replace their wood-burning stoves and fireplaces in order to clean up the city's air. Now, I'd be interested to hear what you think via email. I'm on amanda.yorworth at mix926.com or look for Environment Matters on Mix92.6 on Twitter and Facebook. And remember that St Albans District Council now have a free helpline which provides you with a single point of contact for services, advice and financial support to help improve the energy efficiency of your property and reduce your bills. And that includes ensuring that you're getting the financial support and grants that you're entitled to. To speak to one of the team at Better Housing, Better Health, please call 0800 107 0044. That's 0800 107 0044. And you can call weekdays between 9am and 5pm or visit bhbh.org.uk. I'll be back at the same time next week, but until then, thank you for listening.